This is episode 14 of the Wash Talk podcast with Kathy Walkling of Ecofem and Dr. Padmalia Das of the Asian Institute of Public Health. Welcome to the Wash Talk podcast series from IRC. My name is Andy Narricott and this is the podcast where we open up the discussion on what the WASH sector needs to do to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get started. In many places, menstruation is a taboo subject. and Many negative cultural attitudes are associated with it. But it is a normal part of what it means to be human. This taboo has hindered access to affordable and hygienic sanitary materials for many women and girls, especially in rural areas. Women and girls resort to instead to rags, dried leaves or grass, that sort of thing. This issue has received considerable attention of late with the recent Bollywood movie profiling the Padman who created a machine to create low-cost disposable sanitary pads in India. Great for raising awareness of menstrual hygiene management, but it's raised many more questions over the sustainable menstruation using reusable cloths or cups as opposed to disposable versions and their health implications as well. I am joined today by Kathy Walkling and Dr. Padmalia Das, and we're going to talk about what this film has done for the taboo of menstruation in India, about the pros and cons of each option, i.e. disposable and reusable, and dig into the more systemic cha- challenges around poor menstrual hygiene management. But before we dive in, make sure you head over to ircwash.org forward slash wash talk for the summary of this episode and nice neat bullet points to help you take action from this episode, be that in your programs or just raising awareness on this year's Menstrual Hygiene Day. So without any further ado, let's jump in. Hello everyone, today I'm talking with Kathy Walkling and Dr. Padmalia Das about menstrual hygiene management and affordable and hygienic sanitary materials, especially for women and girls in rural areas. So Kathy is the co-founder of Ecofem, a social enterprise established in 2010 in Tamil Nadu, India. Ecofem is a global women's empowerment initiative that seeks to promote sustainable and healthy menstrual hygiene. They do this by manufacturing and selling cloth washable pads, the revenues of which fund their non-profit outreach initiative. Uh, Padma is an associate professor at the Asian Institute of Public Health in Odisha, India. Her current research interest involves lower reproductive tract infections and menstrual hygiene management practices. She's partnered with many institutions across the world, especially in India, London and recently with the UN. And personally, as a father of two daughters, I'm happy to be among the growing number of enlightened men around the world who can talk sensibly about menstruation. So I'm very much looking forward to this conversation with today's guests. So welcome, Cathy. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And welcome, Padma. Thank you very much. And uh, nice to be here. Great. Well, the the period has been in the spotlight of late, hasn't it? I mean, this, especially with this Padman film in India. And for those who don't know it, you know, you should Google it or YouTube it. But it's about the story of the of the entrepreneur in India who was disgusted by seeing his wife having to use a dirty rag for her period because branded pads were too expensive for the household. So he designed a homemade one. And the story has literally gone viral is made into a bollywood film which is great for breaking taboos and everything but it's opened up so many more questions which is obviously a a positive thing as well so kathy perhaps i could start with you 
in your opinion um in, you know living in india as well what effect has this film had on a long taboo subject of menstruation in india well i think the whole padman initiative even before the film but very much so as a result of its launch has been hugely influential in the topic of menstruation in india um it's brought the topic into the public arena in a way that it wasn't before and has just catalyzed a lot of conversations and actually i think more and more initiatives to really some of the critical issues in you know, some of the cultural dimensions of menstruation but also issues to do with um sustainable menstruation um and just getting the conversations happening in communities so i think it's had a huge impact and we've certainly seen it in our own work as well that we've had a lot of people approaching us since that film even though we're working in a little bit in a different um with reusable products and not disposables but still i think it's just made people start to question and be curious and talk about it and i think that's absolutely fantastic in terms of bringing um or, or you know just changing this whole aspect of menstruation being a taboo absolutely it what it is to be human and it's uh, it is a great thing that it's now sparking these conversations but padma would you agree with this i mean has the film made any difference on menstruation matters in india from your perspective well uh, the movie is uh, educative but um, to me menstrual hygiene practices are certainly influenced by taboos and social culture uh, but with spread of literacy and awareness the cause has shifted more towards economic deprivation um in india it is uh, of this uh, it is responsible for most of the unhygienic mhm practices and i will correlate this unhygienic mhm practices to economic deprivation people uh, belong to low income group they cannot afford this disposable pad So that is the major problem of unhygienic MHM practices. Okay, so they can't even afford the low cost one that has that the Padman film was or the Padman had created through this his machine. It's still unaffordable you're saying. Maybe uh, they don't know about this uh, pad thing. Maybe they are not aware uh, it, it, it is available or it is not available. I think awareness has to do a lot. Kathy, you know, Ecofem manufactures reusable pads. Uh can you share your view on why disposable pads like the one in the Padman film which are sold by multi- many multinationals around the world as well? Why disposable pads are not the answer? Yeah, well, you know, I think I wouldn't even say that it's not the answer, but I think that there's a real problem with disposable pads um which is the problem of disposal <laughs> and that there's no real way to get rid of them so first of all even when we talk about disposables i think there's some distinction making between the kind of um really high tech products like the branded disposable napkins that are really made with a lot of um you know chemicals and a high concentration of plastics versus the disposables that are the kind that has been pioneered by um Padman so they have much less um plastic concentration in them and they are more um natural materials relative to plastic but still with disposables the biggest problem that i see is um is disposal and 
you know, the scale of what it would mean if more and more women in India would adopt to disposables as the main solution is that we've got to, you know, recognise that we've got this problem of how to get rid of them. And we're talking, you know, vast, vast numbers of, of pads. So the problem of, of, you know, burying them and landfill and, you know, we know they take 500 to 800 years to really break down. Burning is problematic with the kind of temperatures that are needed to really um, burn the, these, this kind of plastic content. We don't really have incinerators that achieve those temperatures in India. And flushing is also absolutely problematic for, um, you know, septic systems. So that's the biggest issue that I see. And... Also, quite frankly, not every woman woman likes disposable pads. I mean, we're constantly meeting women who are actually opting for reusables because they're having allergic reactions to, I think, the chemicals and plastics in the disposables. So I think our position on this is more that, um, you know, there, there needs to be more options than just disposable sanitary napkins, bearing in mind the real problem of disposal primarily, but also some of the health challenges that some women are facing using disposables as well. Mm. I see. So disposal is a huge problem, obviously, um, yes. in, in India. And obviously, I can talk from a sanitation perspective as well. That Yeah, flushing is, is a problem and clogging up uh, latrines, right. which means it's emptying as a problem. But from an, uh, you mentioned from a, um, a hygiene and, and chemicals perspective, I mean, Padma, can you elaborate on this? Why, can you tell us about the health risks of, of reusable pads, since this is a topic of one of your, of your current research? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, ill effects of unhygienic menstrual practices are mostly focused on social and psychological aspect, and uh, that too mostly in adolescent girls. So, uh, very little attention has been paid on the probable health risk of poor MHM practices on the reproductive age group women. So, and it is very well established that infections of uh, this female lower reproductive tract that results in adverse pregnancy outcome uh, such as infertility, miscarriage, preterm birth and we here we are studying the risk of poor MHM practices on the lower female uh, reproductive tract on in reproductive age women and what we have observed uh, there is a higher incidence of uh, this infection with both reusable as well as with disposable pad while the problem with reusable pad is improper cleaning drying storage while the problem with disposable pad is their inadequate use since they have to purchase this uh, disposable pad so the frequency of changes is reduced so that uh, the blood remains for longer period of time providing a very conducive environment for microbial growth so these are the two problems with reusable they don't uh, uh, they have improper cleaning drying and storage and with uh, disposable they don't change it frequently Hmm. Yeah, you, you mentioned, so from the disposable um, pad perspective, you know, infrequent use and then that causes yes. micro microbial growth and that's a challenge as well. And you can't really combat that unless people grow their you know income, perhaps. And then on the recyclable side, the reuse side, then that's the practice of, of care and drying. I mean, Kathy, can you talk a little bit about that mm. and perhaps some of the educational work sure. that you're doing? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I fully agree. And I think the, the key point what Padma's making is that, um, you know, a, pro a product is as good as how it's used, how it's, you know, what are the practices around it. And I fully agree with her observation that when there's, you know, poor education, when the topics are taboo, when girls are not able to ask questions or don't know where to go to ask questions and there's a concealment around how they manage menstruation, this is a fertile ground for poor health practices. So um, I think that Yes, it's what's really important is an educational approach in conjunction with products that really puts a strong emphasis on how to properly, you know, use and care for, like in our case, um, we, we, you know, really spend a lot of time discussing the necessity of, of proper washing and what that means and drying in the sun and what that means and storage and, um, you know, as well as also safe practices around disposables if that's the what a, a woman or girl chooses to use. But I think the critical point is that um, a product won't solve a problem if the practices are not being um, used that support healthy use of that product. Mm. So social stigma has a lot to blame for that. I mean, if, if absolutely. I think that these sort of unhealthy practices have really flourished in um, as a result of of this inability to talk about what's going on. I think this is the main culprit of why, um, you know, we are seeing so many problems around unhealthy menstrual hygiene. Um, and the more that this conversation is mainstreamed and the more, you know, education becomes a critical part of every, you know, um, classroom and, you know, and in the home and that it becomes more normalised, um, I think this is absolutely crucial to you know a, a mainstream shift towards more you know healthy practices mm. and uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about your research i mean have you had any um indication of what how some of the menstrual hygiene management uh, education have been, has been successful um you know is it in the home or in the school have you done any research around that uh actually to me unfortunately the mhm practices has become synonymous with use of pads be it disposable or reusable and uh, these days yes the use of disposable pads has increased uh, substantially with the uh, government intervention and i believe they are providing disposable pads to adolescent girls either free or heavily subsidized and the awareness campaign program in schools uh, however, the uh, other hygiene practices like availability of uh, sufficient clean water for washing, cleaning of private parts, private body parts, and for cleaning the reusable pads, uh, they need a private space also uh, for changing the pads and uh, a space for drying and storing the reusable uh, pad. And these are these continue to remain as a major problem. What I have seen. Um, so I believe in, uh, I mean, the constraints in availability of space and water for washing and drying of uh, reusable cloth, uh, disposable pads are preferred, but then again, there is a problem with disposable pad, uh, it has to be inexpensive. So the poorest of poor should be able to afford and, uh, and the considering the volume it will generate uh, when the entire population of menstruating age human uh, they will use the disposable pad you can imagine the waste generated and uh, i think the waste generated should be used to processed uh, 
and uh, one more thing i would like to say we are only targeting the adolescent girls which is possibly the ideal uh, most ideal to catch them at the beginning of the menstrual cycle however if the awareness campaign remain confined to adolescent only it will take another 30 to 35 years to cover all women in menstruating age and that is uh, that that's what i have seen in my research yeah interesting and you raise a really good point about you know the washing with access to clean water you know a private space which is you know an improved sanitation facility I mean, all these are aspects of sustainable development goal six. So, menstrual hygiene management goes hand in hand with improved wash and sanitation. Kathy, yeah. just wondering how how much does a water, you know, education about water and sanitation feature in your outreach work? Yeah, well, I mean, it's very much part of it. I think from our point of view, what we really believe in more so than pushing any product on anybody is is informed choice that is also really context specific. So certainly when it comes to, for example, cloth pads, you know, we are always um, exploring with the communities that we work with whether this is the, this product is the right fit for them, which means do they actually have access to clean water and a place to dry and you know, privacy for, you know, changing pads. So I think that all of the, you know, we, again, when we speak about products of any kind, it, it they have to be looked at in, in this wider context of what kind of facilities are available. And we always take time in our sessions to really explore and examine that and question that because, you know, I personally don't believe that there's a magic bullet when it comes to menstrual products i think that really is context specific and as padma rightly mentioned economics is another piece um, another important consideration so i think that you know menstrual health initiatives in communities really do need to be cognizant of not just reducing menstrual hygiene to education just about um, the menstrual cycle and which product you should use, but also really needs to go deeper into, you know, what are the enabling or restricting um, qualities or parameters that are related to each product and, you know, for there to be critical reflection around this. Absolutely. It's been wonderful talking to you both. I think, you know, hearing from your work, uh, both on the academic side and on the social enterprise side, I think, I think it really is possible that all women and girls will be able to manage their menstruation hygienically, safely, in privacy and with dignity. So thank you, Cathy. You're welcome. And thank you, Padma. Most welcome. That was a discussion of menstrual hygiene management on the Wash Talk podcast. Thank you to our guests, Cathy and Padma, for speaking to me on this important topic. And make sure you join IRC in raising awareness about menstrual hygiene management challenges for women and girls around the world. To do that, please share this episode on your social media channels. Use, your, use the web address ircwash.org forward slash washtalk. And if it makes sense, add the hashtag washtalk to get a discussion going. That's all. It's been a great episode. See you next time.